God, we worship you. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come, the Almighty, we bow before you. The only one who can lift us high, the one who can bring up even a beggar from the downhill and bring him to the throne room, we worship you. Accept our worship in Jesus' name. As we come before you again today, Lord God Almighty, in all the lives of all your children, please prove yourself. This very day, let your children realize that you are more than sufficient. Solve all their problems, meet all their needs. And please, by the end of today, let their joy overflow. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Let someone shout hallelujah. We want to continue with our series, which we started some weeks ago. Moving from lockdown to leaping up. And uh, our texts, which we have read again and again, have been Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, from verse 1 to 8, which we won't bother to read today since we've read it so many times. And we will just read a supporting text in Matthew chapter 6. From verse 25 to 33. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, 
If God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We're talking about leaping up from lockdown. In one of our discussions, we have discussed how high the Almighty God can lift you. But there is a saying that the one who doesn't know how his peer prospered will struggle till he dies. And as if you don't know the secret of the prosperity of your colleague, <laughs> you will struggle and struggle and struggle trying to catch up with him until you die. I mean, for example, in Second Kings chapter 4, from verse 1 to 7, Second Kings 4 from verse 1 to 7, I wasn't there, but we all know the story of the widow who was destitute and the creditors were coming to sell her sons and then she cried to the man of God. And all of a sudden, within a day, she paid all her debt off and she became extremely rich. She was just enjoying life. I'm sure the colleagues will be saying, wait a minute, yesterday we were all poor. And you are even the poorest of us. I mean, you, you even had to borrow our empty vessels. <laughs> the only thing we saw is that you locked the door on yourself and your sons. By the time the door opened, <laughs> you were no longer the same. We were on the same level. What happened? So today I want to talk to you. On the shortest way to the greatest height. The shortest way to the greatest height. And I'm going to ask us to, first of all, take a little study of Solomon. In Second Chronicles chapter 1, from verse 6 to 15. 2 Chronicles 1, from verse 6 to 15. You know the story. Solomon offered a thousand bond offerings to the Almighty God. God came to him, son, what do you want? He said, give me wisdom and understanding. And then he gave a reason why he wanted wisdom. He asked for wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. So make sure you get wisdom. And in all you're getting, make sure you get understanding. When God said, why do you want wisdom, my son? Of all the things I can give you, he says, so I can judge your people rightly. Jesus Christ said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing will be added. Why do you want to prosper? Why do you want to be great? Why do you want to reach the highest possible heights? 
seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing you can ever ask for will be an addition. God will give them to you for free. I've told you before the story of the origin of the Holy Ghost service. My birthday was approaching. I was in London preparing the Sunday school pamphlet for the redeemed Christian Church of God. When God said to me, son, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, because I'm not, I, I wasn't aware that God could be interested in the birthday of anybody. Talk less of me. Daddy, is that you? If it's you, could you repeat the question? He repeated the question. I said, well, if it is that, you're asking me for all I want is that every member of my congregation will get a miracle. I was seeking his kingdom. I want to do the work he has given me. I want to do it creditably. That's why the Holy Ghost service has been on since 1986 and is waxing stronger day by day. That's why anywhere in the world where I go and I say we want to hold the Holy Ghost service, we don't have to beg people to come. God responded to Solomon. Ah, the reason you want wisdom is so that you can do my job. The job I've given you creditably. He said, okay, I will give you wisdom. You will be number one when it comes to wisdom. First Kings chapter 4. Verse 30 to 31, 1 Kings chapter 4, from verse 30 to 31, the Bible says Solomon was wiser than all men. That's number one. God said, not only will I make you number one where wisdom is concerned, I will make you uniquely so. There will be no king like you before you, none like you after you, uniquely so. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 34, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 34, all the people from all kingdoms came to hear Solomon. Because there was no other person like him. They all came to him. You know, God can bless you so much. I know this will be difficult for you to swallow. But God can bless you so much that all the nations of the world will come to you to borrow. He said you will lend to nations. That's his promise. So all the nations that can balance their budget will come and say, we have heard of you. That God has blessed you so much. There's no way you can ever finish what he has given to you. Can we borrow a little? And then if you are me, I will say, forward. <laughs> And of course, by the grace of God, I will be one of the people in that category. And I say, you want to balance your budget? No problem. How much do you say you need this much? I won't even give it to you as a loan. I give it to you as a gift, subject to one condition. You allow me to preach the gospel in your kingdom free of charge every day. And then God says, all right, in addition to the wisdom you have asked for, I will make you the richest. He didn't ask for money. 
He didn't ask for wealth. First Kings chapter 10 from verse 1 to 7. First Kings chapter 10 from verse 1 to 7 tells us that when the queen of Sheba was coming to visit Solomon, she came with the intention of uh, surprising him with her own wealth. <laughs> the Bible says she came with camels loaded with very precious gold and precious stones. She wanted to impress Solomon. But when she came and saw the prosperity of Solomon, she said, ah, half was not told me. They told me how wise you are. They told me how rich you are. I, I came to impress, but when I arrived, I saw that they didn't tell me the whole truth. And the Lord said, I will not only make you the richest, I will make you uniquely so. First Kings chapter 10, verse 23. First Kings chapter 10, verse 23. The Bible said, Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. All the kings of the earth. And the Almighty God said, okay, you say you want to do my will? You want to look after my people? That's why you ask for wisdom? God said, in addition to that, I will give you honor. What is honor? Honor is something you give to somebody who doesn't need anything else. <laughs> I was explaining to my children not too long ago. When you hear that a university is awarding a honorary degree to somebody, they are saying, here is someone who doesn't need anything else. Let's give him honor. In 1 Kings chapter 4, from verse 24 to 25, 1 Kings chapter 4, from verse 24 to 25, the Bible says Solomon had dominion over all the region, over all the kings, and he had peace on all sides round about. You know when the Almighty God says, honor me with your first fruit, what was it he was saying? He was I don't need your money. Silver is mine. Gold is mine. The cattle upon a thousand years are mine. <laughs> if, I, if I'm hungry, I don't need to tell you. But honor me. And watch me honor you in return. Because he says, those who honor me, I will honor. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And every other thing will be added. Oh, take the Lord Jesus Christ himself. As another example. In Matthew chapter 6. From verse 9 to 10. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to 10. When he was teaching the disciples to pray. The Lord Jesus Christ said. This is how you should pray. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. I honor your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I just want your will to be done. I want your kingdom to come. In John chapter 4, from verse 31 to 34, John 4, 31 to 34, you know the story. Jesus Christ was sitting by the well. A woman came to fetch water. 
And uh, in the meantime, the disciples had gone to buy food. By the time they returned, they saw him talking to this uh, Samaritan woman. And they said, well, master, uh, want to eat? He said, I have food to eat that you don't know of. And they were wondering, who brought him food? He said, ha, my meat is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. My meat, that which is more important to me than anything else, is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said, I'm willing to do this will at any cost. Mark chapter 14, verse 36. Mark 14, verse 36. When he was praying in the garden of, Ide, of uh, Gethsemane, he said, hmm, Die on the cross is a serious matter, Lord. My father, can't we change this thing? But quickly he added, Not my will, but thine be done. And God responded. See, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God will respond. God responded according to Philippians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11. Philippians 2 from verse 9 to 11, he said, God has highly exalted him. Talking of lifting up. Highly exalted him. How highly? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 to 22. Ephesians 1 19 to 22. The almighty God has placed him far above principalities and powers. Now when we talk about heaven being your limit, that's what we're talking about. And gave him a name, a name that's above every other name, the powerful name of Jesus Christ, that at the name of Jesus, only should bow. Whether kings in heaven, things or not, things underneath the earth, and gave him a title. King of kings and Lord of lords. Revelation chapter 19 from verse 11 to 16. Revelation 19, 11 to 16. Seek ye first his kingdom before you begin to talk of business and uh, projects and so on and so forth. Seek first his kingdom. You see, because when we talk about leaping materially, God has no objection in fact, he has pleasure, pleasure in your prosperity. Psalm 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, verse 27. He said, God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. In 3 John, verse 2. 3 John, verse 3. He said, I wish above all things that you will prosper. Law of priority. The first thing that comes out of a man's mouth is what is uppermost in his mind. I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. In John chapter 10, verse 10, John chapter 10, verse 10, say, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But the question is, why do you want to prosper? After all, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10, 1 Timothy chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10, the Bible says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. But why do you want to prosper then? Is it according to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 15, so that you'll be able to spend and be spent for the kingdom of God? 
And according to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 4, Proverbs 19, verse 4, the Bible says, wealth attracts friends. Do you want to prosper so that you can attract friends into the kingdom of God? After all, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 20, Proverbs 14, verse 20, says that the poor is hated of his neighbor. Will you be telling the almighty God, my neighbor's, Hate me because I'm poor. Prosper me, O Lord, so I can attract friends into your kingdom. Do you want to prosper so that you can be one of his treasurers? Because he's he's looking for treasurers. Luke chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3. Luke 8 verse 1 to 3 talks about women who were supplying his needs. Women who committed themselves into financing the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Women who contributed so much that the the Almighty himself had to appoint uh, Judas Iscariot (laughs) to be looking after the finances. Interestingly, he wasn't contributing, he was just stealing. Why do you want to prosper? I told you before, one of my sons came to me and said, Daddy, please pray for me that God will prosper me. I want to be one of the three people who will sponsor the convention. I said, fine. Are you sure that's why you is? He said, yes. Okay. We prayed. Following week, he came back. Daddy, I said, God should prosper me so I can sponsor the convention. In my place of work, they sacked me. I laughed. Are you going to sponsor the convention on that little salary of yours? He had your prayer. So he had to shut one door to open another. Few months later, he was one of the, he brought enough money to take care of at least one third of the expenses of the convention. Another fellow had the testimony and came to me. You've had the story before. I'm not making them up. Daddy, I want to be the one who single-handedly sponsored the convention of this year. I said, <laughs> he said, how much? I said, how will I know? I don't know how many people will come. But I can tell you how much we spent last year. So I told him. I thought he would run away and not come back. He came back the following week with a banker's draft. Later on, I was to learn he borrowed the money. But you know what? <laughs> it wasn't long after that the very bank he borrowed the money from, he became the chairman. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things will be added to you. Now, why, why do you want to leap spiritually? Because I know that's... I'm sure you know that means much more to me than even money. God wants you to go to great heights spiritually. I mean, in John chapter 14, verse 12, John 14, verse 12, he said, the works that I did, you will do also, and greater works shall you do. He wants you to do greater works than he did. Wants you, I mean, he raised somebody who's been dead for four days. He wants you to do much more than that. But why do you want to leap spiritually? 
In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 to 15, 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 9 to 15, when Elijah asked Elisha, what do you want? He said, I don't want just your, just your portion of the spirit. I want a double portion. Why? Boy, why do you want a double portion? He wanted to be able to go and destroy curses. The curses on Jericho, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. 2 Kings 2, 19 to 22. He wanted to destroy the yokes of poverty in the lives of many. And you know the story, as we repeat again and again. He wanted to destroy the yoke of barrenness. In 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 8 to 17, 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 8 to 17, he wanted the ability to do great things by helping the people of God. I still remember the testimony of a, a couple that came to us and said, uh, We've been trusting God for the fruit of the womb. I said, fine. So uh, before we pray, uh, what kind of children do you want? Is it boy or girl? The husband shouted, boy. The wife shouted, girl, simultaneously. I said, okay, what about a set of twins? And I prayed. And the following year they came. Husband was carrying the boy, and the wife was carrying the girl. Is that why you want spiritual power so that you can establish the kingdom of God on earth? Or do you want it so that you can brag to the whole world, here comes a great prophet. There's no evangelist like this man. Do you want the power of the almighty God so that you can cure the incurable so that the kingdom of God can be established? In 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 to 19, 2 Kings 5 from verse 1 to 19, when Naaman was healed and he came back to Elisha and said, I've been healed, here is money. Elisha said, I didn't ask for power so I can merchandise it. I got it free, make it available to you free. Naaman said, is that so? The man of God said, that is so. He said, in that case, please, can I take some soil from your ground so that when I get back to my country, I will raise an altar to your God? Why do you want to leap, want to leap up high? Why? The shortest way to the greatest height is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. If you are ready to focus on that, on establishing the kingdom of God on earth, I will be more than willing to join my faith with yours and pray that the Almighty God will grant your request. I may warn you, to whom much is given, much will be required. Because I remember very well when I said to the Almighty God, Daddy, I want a double portion of the anointing of Elisha, plus a double portion of the anointing of Peter, plus a double portion of the anointing of Paul, 
plus a double portion of the anointing on the Lord Jesus Christ while he was there on that. And I add everything together and double it again. He's the one who said you could ask. <laughs> he answered me and said, son, you're asking for trouble. I said, what kind of trouble? He said, they won't let you rest. I said, I don't mind. Maybe if I'm to ask now, I will, I will know how I will say it. Maybe I will probably have said, your grace will be sufficient. <laughs> There's no limit to how high God can take you. If you are willing to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Those of you who are yet to seek his kingdom, those of you who are yet to even seek salvation at all, why don't you begin from there? Why don't you bow your head and ask him to please save your soul, bring you into the kingdom, that you promise him you will serve him for the rest of your life. And I will pray with you in a moment. And then there are those of us who are already children of the living God. Why don't we make seeking his kingdom, winning souls, establishing churches, healing the sick, setting the captives free so that his kingdom can grow? Why don't we make that our priority? Why don't we make that the prayer we are going to cry to God about today? And I will pray with you, and I trust my Father, he will help you and answer your prayers. Shall we talk to him for one minute? Intercede for those who are trusting God for salvation, that the Almighty God will save their souls and bring them into the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God may grow and expand, that his will may be done on earth as it's done in heaven. Before asking God for grace for yourself, Promising him, God, I will seek first your kingdom. If you prosper me, your kingdom will know that you have prospered a boy, a girl. If you anoint me, I will use the anointing, Lord God Almighty, for the establishment of your kingdom here on earth. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. My Father and my God, I want to thank you once again for your word. I want to thank you for those who, that you have touched, who have decided that, yes, we will seek you, we will seek your kingdom. And they want to surrender their lives to you now, Father. Please receive them, save their souls, wash them clean with your blood, add them to your kingdom here on earth, and even as we are saving their souls, Father, please empower them too. And all your children who are determined now that they will put your kingdom first in everything, please, my Father and my God, empower them like before. Amen. Empower them like never before Amen. so that your kingdom will grow Amen. and your name will be glorified. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-497. 9797 or 
plus 234-810-383-0237 or plus 234-803-722-1550 or plus 234-805-504-1394. Also, you can send an email to altercall at ourccg.org. Thank you and God bless you.